Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to And the Beat Goes On, Dating After Divorce Yay. with your host here, Jackie Trammell, and my co-host, <laughs> my very favorite co-host. <laughs> your only co-host. My favorite co-host, okay. Dion McDonald. Hi. Hello, everyone. How are you? I think they're fine. I think, well, I was kind of talking to you. Oh, I'm How good. are you, Jackie? Jackie just moved into a new house. Yes, and that's where we are today. And blanket apology because my crazy ass dog <laughs> is here. And we've already had to restart once she, because <laughs> she's she, very excitable. She found very. a squeaky toy. And I we moved the water dish mm-hmm. so that she couldn't be slurping up water. <laughs> I took away her bones mm-hmm. so she couldn't be dropping them all over the floor. Mm-hmm. And she found the one squeaky toy that was left downstairs. Right. So. so you may hear a little clickety clackety as she like trips across the hardwood floors with her cute little toenails um but she looks pretty settled right now and I swear I clip her toenails I literally just did it like the other day but yeah (laughs) she's crazy she's awesome but yes um anyway so we are in a very homey atmosphere we're at my home yay I know I love it um and thank you for coming all the way out here yeah so I am super 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 excited as we've talked about Mm. to talk about the topic of kissing I know you are it's funny Jackie and I were talking about how Every podcast kind of seems to resonate maybe more with one of us than the other. Sometimes it's, it resonates with both of us. But like For the, sure. the last episode, that was all about like my, I was, I was so excited about that. I did all this research. And now this episode, you, I know, have been so stoked about it. Didn't you wake up in the middle of the night? Well, not <laughs> specifically because of that, but I did wake up in the middle of the night. I fell asleep at like 8.30 last night because oh. I was super tired because I haven't been sleeping very well. And moving. <sighs> There's been a lot. And, um... So I went to bed at 8.30. I could not keep my eyes open. And then at 1.30, I was wide awake. And right. I was like, oh, I have all these websites that I had pulled up that right. I wanted to research. I'm like, if I'm going to be awake, I may as well do that. So <laughs> I took like three hours from like 1.30 to 4.30 to finish up my research and make my notes. And then she really likes kissing. I really like kissing. And then I went back to sleep and dreamt of kissing. And then I woke up oh, again. And really? Were they good dreams, though? Always. Well, Kissing dreams are always good. No. You have some weird dreams. But not... I mean, I do have weird dreams. Yes. But if there's kissing in a dream, I've never had a bad kissing dream. Well, that's that's great. Because as we will discuss later in the podcast, kissing could go either way. Right. But we also, later in the podcast, we'll talk mm. about how to deal with it if you really have a partner you like and the kissing isn't great. There's cool. things you can do. Good. So let's just jump in. You're all about to get educated, yep. listeners. Yep. So the first thing I want to talk about, because I thought this was really fascinating, are all the health benefits of kissing. See, the thing is, people think about kissing as purely recreational, I think, or a way to like hook up with someone or get physical with someone. But there are so many more benefits to kissing than that. Yes, you're 100% right. And what I thought was interesting, so Healthline.com, there was an article written by a woman named Adrienne Santos Longhurst, and it's called 16 Reasons to Smooch, How Kissing Benefits Your Health. (laughs) And her point is, I mean, obviously we're thinking romantic kissing because this is a dating podcast. Right. But she says that kissing, even your family and friends, has loads of mental and physical health benefits. Well, different types of kissing. So there's that something that we'll talk about. Yeah, don't make out with your grandma. Okay? Oh, my grandma's kind of hot, though. I'm just kidding. I mean, my grandmas are dead. You do you. Yeah. But the rest of us are probably not going to make out <laughs> with our grandmothers. Um, so the first thing... Uh, and there are 16, but I'll go through them fast. It won't be like a long list. Okay. Um, that it boosts your happy hormone. So when you're kissing someone, mm-hmm. um, it ignites pleasure centers and you will experience increased levels of Oxycontin. Uh, Oxycontin. <laughs> 
Well, depends maybe on not that. <laughs> Excuse me. Oxy- oxytocin. Right. If, I mean, they're, it, they're remarkably close. Oxytocin, no. oxytocin. They, they look a lot when they're <laughs> the same when they're written out. Mm. Um, dopamine and serotonin go up. And what's interesting right. is cortisol, your stress hormone, yes. goes down. That's right. When you're kissing. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. And did you also know that cortisol, like if you have elevated levels of cortisol for any long period of time, it can actually contribute to weight gain? So Kissing makes you skinny? Yes. It burns calories. Yes, that's, that's on another one. one. That's yeah. another one. So um, helps bond with the other person. So, you know, this is, again, when you go back to, yes, from a re- uh, recreational or a romantic standpoint, it is, obviously, you're trying to build a bond with someone. But even right. if it's your friends or your family, kissing that person will actually help create a sense of affection. So with your kids or your, yeah. your parents or whatever. So... That's interesting. Um, is that because of the oxytocin? Because I know that that's like a bonding hormone. Um, it is. So actually what's interesting is I did, and we kind of talked about this earlier. So just to throw this out here, I don't talk a lot about my marriage in the podcast because the podcast is really focused on what has happened since my divorce. Correct. But I really believe that the fact that my ex and I stopped kissing, like even we would have sex, but we didn't kiss because I didn't want to kiss him. And that's, I'm not going to go into that, but we stopped kissing like two or three years. Wow. I mean like a little peck on the, you know, but we stopped having any kind of romantic, passionate kissing years a couple years before our marriage ended, and I can pinpoint that that's about the same time hmm. that I started feeling sort of emotionally distanced from him. Interesting. So what's interesting is that this article says that that rush of oxytocin... There you go. Um, thank you. ...caused feelings of attachment and affection. And so it, they, it highlights the fact that kissing a partner, especially in a long-term relationship, is super important to help create that sense of Bonding? Bond and connection. Well, and I don't know if you have heard of this, but I brought up last time the Gottman Institute mm-hmm. in Seattle. Um, and one of the, the things that I read on their side, not even during this podcast research, but I've read this before. Um, and I remember telling my previous partner that I really wanted to do this. Um, John Gottman actually recommends that for long-term partnerships, in order to stay bonded, you should make a point of kissing your partner for six seconds oh before you leave the house and after you come home have you heard See, that I, so I actually read a book when I was married okay that was a relationship book and it was called the seven second kiss okay so similar so, and it was so yeah he he just he just went he a just, second shy that's of, like that move anyway but it was but honestly that was what it was about it was like yes. it feels awkward or maybe it was the 10 second kiss they were saying, I think it was the 10 yeah. second kiss and it might so, feel awkward if you're not used to that it feels awkward and to just stand there and kiss but over time it becomes natural and it does help increase the bond right and we we and tried that for a while but honestly that was at that point we are my marriage wasn't in it too far gone no 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 oh. this was far before oh. we really started okay. experiencing any issues so this was it was fun to do but mm-hmm. it wasn't um we, I wasn't trying to fix anything at right. that it time. wasn't like as necessary and then by the end on. I just wasn't willing to do that so mm. that's a topic for a different day mm. um here's an interesting one Kissing has a tangible impact on your self-esteem. So because of that drop in cortisol that happens, yes. that stress hormone yes. drop, it actually improves your sense of self-worth. I love that. 
So that you- might be why I love kissing so much. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Okay. Um, it relieves stress. Again, lower cortisol, right, less right. stress. Um, reduces anxiety. So that boost in oxytocin mm-hmm. increases a sense of relaxation and wellness. Mm. So like you could go to a spa and spend hundreds of dollars. You could just kiss someone. <laughs> the right person though. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, here's an interesting one. So when you're kissing someone, all these chemical things that are going on in your body... Yes dilates your blood vessels which helps lower your blood pressure so it's literally and metaphorically good for your heart oh i love that isn't that cute it's good for your physical and also emotional like metaphorical heart figurative heart yes um and then um because of that same blood vessel restriction thing or dilation Dilation. thing Mm -hmm. it actually can help relieve menstrual cramps no that's what healthline told me I mean, I believe you, Healthline. Thank you for that. So if you're feeling a little PMS-y, <laughs> go grab a partner. A yeah, go kiss a hottie. Go exactly. kiss a hottie. I prescribe kissing. <laughs> um, okay, a few more. It soothes headaches. Again, okay. the blood flow like and like reduced it. stress um, impact that. It can boost your immune system. I read that one as well. It actually. has to do with the um, exposure to new germs, mm. which sounds gross, but is beneficial no it's beneficial and then this one's interesting a reduced allergic response so it says that significant kissing can cause a significant relief from hives and other signs of allergic reaction to pollen and household dust mites okay that's a personal one for me because i know know, we've talked that i I have hives i get hives and eczema on a regular basis and i just need to kiss more apparently clearly you're not (laughs) kissing enough to do you know what do you know what you're reacting to because it really specifically called out pollen and household dust mites i literally have tried it's not i don't think it's food or thank god alcohol related um so i think it is something in the air. God, I hope you're not allergic to kissing. That would be horrible. That would suck. No, because it's like whether I'm kissing or not, I'm getting them. Um, but I love that one. That's awesome. I did not know that. So we're getting Yay. near the end of the list. We have a few more to go. Um, kissing is tied to improvements in total cholesterol. No way. It helps prevent cavities by increasing saliva, saliva production. That totally makes sense to me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, it's a solid barometer for her um, compatibility with her romantic partner. And we'll talk about that quite a bit, I'm I've sure. I've actually read that one but, as well. But, I mean, how how better to gauge your sort of compatibility physically with right. a partner than... Well, sure. And we'll talk about that, like, good kissing, can you overcome bad kissing and still have a physically compatible relationship? And how do you do that? So we'll talk about that. Um, it boosts your sex drive. Obs. Obs, right? Totes. <laughs> Totes. And the more you kiss... This one I love... Ladies, who wants to get rid of that double chin? The more you kiss, the more you tighten and tone facial muscles. I was going to bring that one up. That was my absolute favorite one. Did you know that when you kiss, you use 30 facial muscles? Now, this one is close to my heart because I used to be a massage therapist and I did facial massage. And there are so many muscles. You could have just been kissing all your clients. some of them might have enjoyed that others not so much it's a little weird jackie but i could have but well, i like to that's what we do is we make things weird here so welcome to our podcast and the beat goes on that's making right. things weird okay last one. Oh, and we talked about this it burns calories so you yeah. burn anywhere from two, two to, to 26 oh, 
You got 26? Calories per minute. What? Healthline says two okay. to 26 calories per minute. I'm going depending with Depending on how passionately you kiss. Now, mm-hmm. okay. I fancy myself a passionate kisser. <laughs> so so I feel like I'm a good 20 <laughs> calories or more. <laughs> You're all the sesh. way up to the top. <laughs> per sesh. So <laughs> if anyone wants to work out later, <laughs> let us know. That, you know what? Hold on. Let me just let me just take a minute. So if you were to do, let's just say a super passionate kiss, about a 10 minute, 10 minutes. You like that? Let's just say you made out for someone for 10 minutes passionately, which isn't unheard of. We've probably both done that. Seems a little short, but okay. Okay. Let's just, I'm just, for the sake of math, simple math, you're going to burn 260 calories. That mm-hmm. is about a kind bar. Sorry, that's the, literally the first thing that popped in my mind. Well, I mean, that's like, I that's burn, how much you a kind bar is. burn off like the the turkey a, sandwich I had for lunch today that's, that's in a good like makeout session. 500 calories. No, I, I had a half a sandwich. Okay, well, then, yeah, yeah, half I a didn't sandwich. have a lot of stuff on but it. If you think about it in those terms, like we women, we're always thinking about, I don't know about, I think you are too. Like we always think about, oh, how much am I eating? How many calories is this? And then how can I burn this off? So there you go. What if you made out on a treadmill? <laughs> then that's just dangerous. That's just dangerous. I'm just trying to think of ways to maximize the health benefits. Jog. Okay. okay. Anyway, it's good. That's great. So basically, people, get out there and start kissing more because it's really, really good for you physically and emotionally and so, psychologically and everything else. For sure. So mm. like, obviously, it's healthy. Kissing is healthy. Yes. And we all want to promote health and wellness. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just encourage you all to do as much kissing as possible, and tell us about it, right? Yeah. We want to hear about your good kissing, mm-hmm. and we actually kind of want to hear about your bad kissing. <laughs> so, Dee, what makes yes. a good kiss? Let's talk about oh, that. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've read a lot about what makes good kissing. I can tell you what I think makes good kissing. Um, one thing I read that I thought was kind of interesting, and you and I actually discussed this at one point. I think you said this on a podcast. Um, I say a lot of things on podcasts. podcast. You did. On Glamour.com... This is what I read. Now, I personally don't necessarily agree with this, but tell me what you think. Um, they said, quote, a good kisser is someone who kisses exactly like you. I remember you saying something about sense of humor, and you were like, well, doesn't everybody think they're a good kisser? Yes. Isn't everyone a good kisser to somebody? I kind of was going to reference that, I too. I disagree. I don't think that. that. I think objectively, I think there are objective criteria that make someone a good kisser. Well, psychology today agrees with you. I, I yeah, I so or I at least there's there's evidence to suggest that. Um, but I do think so. Here's one of the things that I stumbled across a little nugget in all of this um, research that I did in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, the Karma Sutra identifies thirty different kinds of I kissing. Saw that. So if you think about that. Bits of that are going to resonate with one person differently than another, and someone might find one style of kissing more appealing than another. And we've talked about that. Like, yes, and I think that's true. Um, and there, are in, in, we'll talk about it too, but in that Psychology Today article that I read, um, there is some suggestion that men and women value th- different things in kissing differently. So, and, and we can kind of yeah. go into that later, but, but that's, that's where I kind of argue with you a little bit on what you just said, because yeah. I do think. So you do think that a good kisser in your mind is someone who kisses like you. 
not necessarily exactly like me, but similarly enough that our styles are compatible. Okay. So it doesn't have to be the exact same, but it has to be compatible. So like, I'm a little bit of tongue kind of person and like a certain amount of lip, a certain amount of tongue, but I have dated someone we dated for like a year. Um, I cared about him greatly and really, really couldn't, I, I never was able to figure out. And, and again, we'll talk about this a little bit later, yeah, but yeah. was never really able to figure out how to communicate to him that his style of kissing didn't work for me because he was that I'm just going to lick the back of your throat no. and, you know, you know, like fill up your yeah. whole mouth with his tongue kind of thing. And for me, that was too much, but that was completely what he thought was well sexy it, or whatever. So, and one of the things that the same article was talking about, it was funny. They had all these like seven signs you're a good kisser. And I didn't actually write them all down because I thought some of them were kind of stupid, to be honest. Um, I but think it, I looked at that one. It and also went, uh, is gearing towards a little bit younger audience. But one thing that they said that I thought was hilarious was the, the author said something about after the age of 25, you shouldn't be using much tongue. And I was like, I'm not sure where you got that number. But basically she's like, you know, in college – Everybody just goes like full bore with tongue. But wait, I know it was a weird. Wait. I, I'm sorry, I, what? But I, to be fair, I do remember when I was younger, I felt like, you know, that whole like French kissing thing was all the rage. Like everyone just wanted to just shove their tongues down your throat. And it was kind of what you did because. Is that what the French actually do? No, trust me, no. <laughs> um, but then she made this funny little comment that I was like, okay. She said a little you want in, in your adult kissing, she said, you want a little tongue, but it shouldn't leave your mouth. It should just greet you at the door. Like if you take a minute, you're like, oh yeah, I kind of like that because you do want to know their tongue is there, but you don't want it all the way in your house. I feel like I kind of want, want it on I, their doorstep. No, I, I, I want to invite the tongue in for a minute. And then I want it to go back out, but it can come back in a minute. Yeah, but do you want it to go in and out, in and out? Do you want it no, to be not like, like not like like <laughs> not like my dog going in, out, oh. in, out? But no, like the oh, way she goes okay. in and out the front door. <laughs> but but I, but like like a jackhammer? Do you no, know, no, no, do, no, do, no, do, no, do, no, no, no. Nobody likes that. That well, and some people do. <laughs> I think some people do. I just think people don't know better. Mm. But but I like that imagery because <laughs> you kind of want it at the door. You want to be like, hey, tongue, what's up? Do you want it to come in and like maybe just be in your entryway, but you don't want it to linger? Do you want, so here's a thought I just had. Do you think some men, and I, I'm saying men because that's the only people I've ever made out with were men, with the exception of one female friend who sometimes Wait. does that when she drinks wine, but I didn't let, I didn't open oh, my mouth, so. really? Yeah, she's, she just, she has wine, she likes to kiss Do I ladies. know her friend? No, you Your haven't friend? met her. Oh, I should. Okay. Pour some wine and then <laughs> But um actually she says she gave that up for Lent, so Oh my gosh. Um she's hilarious. Okay. But anyway, um I wonder though if to some people they think the way I use my tongue in kissing is gonna be similar to the way that I use yes. my penis in sex. And so I wonder if men think, okay, mm. I'm like if, giving you a, are, are we giving you kind of just like a little prelude of what's to come? Is that what you're pardon the pun? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's just a, it's just a theory that just sort sure. of evolved in my head. But I wonder if uh-huh. for some people like, and that's why the one guy was just, his tongue was just fully in my mouth. Yes. He was like, here you go. And I was like, I need to breathe. I'm like. I do remember when I was, I don't know, a teenager, and my mom, hi Carol with a K, 
Love her. Hi, Carol with a K. <laughs> um, she was always very, she was so great to talk to about stuff. I didn't, you know, I didn't go into detail about my dating life, but I would, I would share things with her. And I, I do remember her saying something along the lines of, you know, she didn't say don't French kiss, but I remember her saying like, well, when you French kiss, it's kind of like um, the equivalent of the man's penis like she made that reference to what oh, you're saying so she equated it the same yeah. way she was basically like so it's like mouth sex it's <laughs> what your mom said <laughs> carol let me know if i got that wrong but that's what i'm interpreting not in those words but that's exactly like she to your point she was basically like they're kind of having sex in your mouth with their tongue so and, not oral sex but mouth sex <laughs> right that's very different um and so she was kind of like be careful because that may make you want to have sex and as a 15 year old or whatever that was a really valid point that she was making so I think you're saying kind of something similar to that well and I'm I guess my point is I'm supposing <laughs> that for some people mm. kissing is an upper body version of what happens down yes. below when you have sex yes um, so this, this article continued and said kind of what you were saying before that, you know, some, a sign that you're a good kisser is that if you are in sync with your partner. Mm-hmm. So that's very similar to kissing the same way that you do. I mean, you're in sync, um, but that you can change your style depending on who you're with. Well, so an article that I read, you guys, we did so much research. <laughs> So, you know, our favorite to do your own, (laughs) you know, our favorite website, bustle.com, bustle.com. I know it really is. Amanda Chattel. Um, actually I had two different articles by her, but one of them that she said was that she wrote was called seven ways to sink kissing styles with your partner. So going back to the fact that the Karma Sutra identifies 30 different types of kissing. Um, here's some things that you can do according to our friend, Amanda, to sync kissing styles. The first thing was a don't, and that is don't criticize. Oh, yeah. So that's really hard because if you're struggling with the way a person kisses, that's why I never verbalized when I was dating that guy whose kissing style was so different than mine because I didn't want to come across as being critical. Well, that's such a sensitive issue, right? So like, she says rather suck. compliment them yes. where they excel. So, yeah. And if they do pick up on some of your cues, like say, oh, that was I so really good. I really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mirror how they kiss. Now, yes. I don't know how you could do that in that particular situation because there's only enough room for one tongue yeah, in that and, scenario. And, and the truth is then that just encourages them to do more of that. I don't know that I, I agree would, with you. I wouldn't use that one. I didn't I that one I, I was would, I yeah. I took exception to mirror. Mm-hmm. Sorry Amanda. I took exception to mirroring how they kiss. Accept feedback. I think that's important because if we have different I mean I'm always coming from the perception that I'm a great kisser and I think like most of us we've had partners who tell us that I believe that I'm a great kisser. But I don't believe that my style is perfect for everybody. So that's a hard one because if someone says, well, I don't like it when you do this or I wish you would do that, that's going to be hard to hear because it's going to take it personally. But if I want to be able to have that conversation with someone else, Mm -hmm. I need to be open to hearing their feedback as well. But I also think that totally depends on how serious the relationship is. If I'm making out with someone once or twice, I don't really care about their feedback. If I'm in a long-term relationship with someone, 
I want to know. What well, are like. you going to be invested in syncing your kissing style no. with a partner if it is? A, so no. this is if this is if you want to. Okay. So these are long sync your okay. kissing style because you are interested mm-hmm. in pursuing something with someone. That um, makes a lot of these sense. These are yes. the things like if it's a one night stand, like <laughs> a couple episodes <laughs> ago. Couple episodes ago. Um, it's probably not worth right making a whole lot of effort. Mm-hmm. But this is more yeah. okay. Um, for people who are who are trying to enhance a relationship mm-hmm. that they're in so read their yeah. signs if they're pulling away or tilting their head to yes adjust, i read that that's mm-hmm. a sign that you should be reading i've done that before and people have oh, not read those signs i have tried that where i'm like, like okay oh, this is so I not need to working catch my breath. Yeah. like yeah and and what you guys couldn't see is dion and i both in that moment <laughs> leaned back <laughs> from our microphones like yeah. we were like our microphone was trying to stick its tongue in yeah. our mouth but but it's interesting because um I have tried to do that nonverbal or, you know, whatever. Um, so how do you feel about this one? Ask what they like about your kissing. Um, you talked about being vulnerable in the last I, episode. I did. Um, again, if it's a long-term partnership, yes, I would feel totally comfortable. Especially if they've said, if they've mentioned my kissing. If they've been like, oh, I really like the way you kiss, I'd be like, oh, really? What do you like about it? Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't think I've ever thought so deeply about kissing before. I just knew what I liked and what I didn't. Because it feels sort of intuitive, intuitive, right? It does. But it's interesting to kind of get the brain involved. So mm-hmm. do we have to involve, like, so you know my theory. <laughs> yes, the brain. Head, the high, heart, heart, vagina. vagina. Do we have mm-hmm. to get, like, the whole tongue involved now? Or can we just... No, that's part of the... the uh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. We'll think about that. We'll come back yeah. to that. Um, and then, you know, another another thing I was kind of on along the same topic is um, being open to different techniques. Yeah, I think that's important. Because sometimes you're like, oh, I've, I've got it all together. And then... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, so you've got it all together. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie's dog is... is is fixed and like she's just gonna go crazy um yeah sometimes I'm like oh this is going along and then someone has a different technique and just being open to that idea from both sides um and well, then go ahead oh and then what what else um Amanda was saying is communicate without words so she suggests a soft moan or <laughs> putting your hand on the back of the neck or pulling your partner close to you but shouldn't those things kind of happen in a good kiss I feel like Kissing should be more full body than just, it's not just the mouth. But that, is that part of your kissing style? And if your partner, if, if you're that not someone should. who has that as part of your kissing style, like maybe you're a hands behind the back, lean no. in just with your lips kiss who her. I don't that, know. Though? People in pictures? Right. I don't know. That was something that I was reading about involving your whole body. And I thought, isn't that just what you do? Because I cannot imagine just kissing with my arms down to my sides. Well, I feel like was, those arms need to do something else. Like, there was a do- lot about involving caressing and touching yeah. and all of that. Um, I'm a very tactile person, though. Maybe not everybody Me too. Is. I am. I, right. I, am, I think like, you are. To the extent that if I need to read something, I prefer to print it out and have paper that I can hold 100. versus... Reading it, I know yes. that. Sorry, environment, but I like paper. I like to. I like to make notes. I like to write. I like to. I need you know, to hold yes, it in my hand. I need hands. to hold it. I'm kinesthetic. So the last couple of things that Amanda said in this article that I thought were interesting, and I'll just we can move on from there. Give a little of this and a little of that, which she says just mix up 
the amount of lip and tongue that you use. And then be enthusiastic. Now, I think I'm especially good at that, but it's also (laughs) because I really love kissing. Um, But be effusive, specific, Tell me what that means to you. Be enthusiastic. What does that mean to you? Well, she put it well. She said be effusive, specific, and happy. But I think it just means passionate and engaged and... um, I mean, enthusiastic is enthusiastic, right? Like, you. Yeah, but I don't want someone being like, "Whoa, whoa, that was so awesome!" Yeah, like that would be. Well, annoying. I don't want no, but but I mean, just engaged, so, connected, and like eager, maybe. Okay. Without being so, so basically, you're enjoying it, and you're making sure that that person knows how much you're enjoying it. For sure, and you want that person. Like, no one wants to kiss a dead fish. Right. It's kind of like the like, sex literally. thing. Like if you're if you're the just lay there and let it happen kind of right. sex partner, okay. there's probably an equivalent to that in kissing. And I, I don't want that partner. I don't think I am that partner. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But there might be people out there who are. So uh, kind of to go along with that is one of the other things that I was looking at is this idea of being 100% present. And oh, okay. I thought that was so poignant because... I often feel, for many people, that kissing is a means to an end. Kissing is only a piece of the puzzle, and basically it's a step to get you to sleeping with someone. I do. I feel that a lot of people feel that way. No, that that came up in my research, that a lot of women... Not just women. Well, there was a thing that said that a lot of women get frustrated when... um, their partner, which is typically the male partner, when the woman feels like that's the only reason that the male partner is kissing them. And so I feel like kissing in and of itself with no agenda, just to kiss for the sake of kissing, making that the journey and like making it about the journey and not the destination to get to sex. I think that is so huge. And I think that your partner can feel that. Um, I was that when I read that it reminded me a while ago I like and I won't talk about time frames here but I'll just say a while ago I was hanging out with an ex-boyfriend and of course you know because we were exes mm-hmm. we were not supposed to be like you know it wasn't like we were going to have sex it was just we were just hanging out but we were still attracted to each other and we ended up kissing and we had the best makeout session we'd ever had. Like probably even the during the years that we were actually dating, we had not made out like that. And I was like, why was that so good? And I realized that it wasn't just like the taboo factor of kissing your ex, but it was also the fact that when you're dating someone, like especially in a long-term relationship, I feel like kissing just becomes a means to an end. Well, once you've already crossed the sex once threshold. Once you that, right, that's what it is. Whereas this situation, we weren't going there. We were not going to have sex. And so the kissing was just the kissing. And it was phenomenal. And it was the best kissing we'd ever had. Well, and I'll tell you, so my last relationship, my last significant relationship, the first time we kissed was actually our first date. Sorry, Mom. And, <laughs> um, and... I mean, we had this great first date. We had a wonderful time. Um, And then the bar that we met, where we met, um, closed. And so we wanted to spend some more time together. And we ended up in my car. Right. 
making out for like three or four hours. Right. And there was no question. We were not and having sex. And you weren't going to sleep together. And that's my point. And it was the, it, that was some no. of the best kissing that's what I'm I've saying. ever done. And I feel like so many people just see kissing as the gateway to sex. And when you're not looking at it that way, I think you can be way more present in the actual kiss itself because it's all about the kiss. Because you're not worried about what comes no. next. And oh my and God. You're not trying what, to get, yeah. What, what underwear am I wearing? And what, what <laughs> broad are they going to be able to? Yeah, and, right. and like, yeah. Or, or the emotional repercussions of what's going to happen later on. Right. There's, there's, I mean, I, I said earlier, you know, sorry, mom. And that was a joke, but there's no shame in a kissing game. Like when it's just straight up kissing, you don't, yeah, no, you don't have to I worry know. about that other layer of, right. Where is this going? Yes. And it, I mean, we talked about that before. So remember when we talked in the one podcast where we talked about one night stands and you said you'd had that great makeout session Yes, and again. you should have just left it there. Yes. Right. That, this yes. sort of punctuates that because had you, yeah, had you not gone there, you wouldn't, I don't know. I would be able to look You'd have a different say, memory oh of my that, gosh. That, yes. that evening. That is, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I, because I would have been able to look back at that and say, oh man, that was such an awesome makeup session. And I would have a positive memory. And instead, all I think about is the awkwardness and the embarrassment of what happened afterwards that I wish hadn't. So yeah. So this is all about just being present in the kiss and being focused on what's happening. And I, I really feel like that solves a lot of problems if you're just right there with the kissing. So here's an interesting article that I dug up. <laughs> and we will... We'll, it's interesting because it was written... Um, it was published in Psychology Today's website. Mm. And it was written by a PhD, Dr. Jeremy Nicholson. And it's called Why We Kiss and How to Do It Right. Because I think we've, we've covered the fact... That there are, there are, kissing is subjective at some point, but you even mentioned that it's objective, right? I and, think so. And this doctor of psychology. <laughs> the expert. He's not Dr. Frognocker, but he's a doctor of psychology, um, agrees with you. He says yeah. there are certain things that are sort of quantifiably yeah. good or bad in right. kissing. Okay. I'd love to hear So it. he says, you know, it can make or break a potential relationship. So the first thing he says is that kissing is persuasive. So it's used oh. for mate assessment, oh. um, meaning good kissers are more likely to get chosen as partners and bad kissing can be a deal breaker. Oh. So let's talk about that. Oh. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Have you ever liked a guy, kissed him, and then been like, nope, I'm out? You know, it's funny. I don't, I don't think that's ever happened to me. I have liked a guy, kissed him, and thought, there's some room for improvement here. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but at that point, I think I already liked him enough that I was not willing to just like bail because of that. Um, I have also had some really bad kisses, but I don't think that they were people that I was going to go anywhere with anyway. So I personally haven't had that experience of like the, the break it. Have you? I feel like I have. I feel like, um, and I'm, I'm, I struggle to think of a specific one. Mm-hmm. It's funny like, how I we think can back think it- to like my, the first time I played spin the bottle in high school. Well, and there I was mean. this boy, 
He was Spanish. There's a theme in my life. Wow. His name was Marco. Do you think he might have been the same guy, but like later on? But we like, the we like were and... supposed to kiss and I didn't know what I was doing. And I turned mm. my cheek so he could kiss me on the cheeks. I didn't think he was attracted to me at all. And then he like turned his head and then there was like this whole like teeth were involved. Did he have braces? No. Did no, you? No. Okay. I never had braces. But oh. But teeth were involved. My lips were scraped up. It was very... <laughs> And I mean that was high school, and so there's not a lot of experience. Terribly fair, but um, but I was like, oh god, uh, um, beyond that, I mean, I feel like I've, I feel like there have been times where someone has kissed me, and I've been like, uh, and I wasn't invested enough in the relationship to pursue it beyond that. So right, right, and I think that's what I'm saying is like the the kisses that I've had that were not good just in general, I wasn't that interested in that person anyway. And I was like, okay, good. But when you talk about that, so one of the things that, mm. that my friend Jeremy mentioned in this article, <laughs> and we've kind of talked about it, is that it's a precursor to arousal and to sex. That and so if it's not good, you're not going to go there. So it is persuasive in that mm-hmm. way. That's true. Because it'll either persuade you to or not right. when it comes to taking it a step further. Um, so elements mm. of a good kiss okay if you guys are hearing that that's not my stomach growling <laughs> that is my dog growling and I'm not sure why she's being really protective of us apparently yeah there's something <laughs> threatening us right now um so good hygiene fresh yes. breath and clean teeth and yeah. uh, we, we yeah. hit that one earlier Jack, before we Jackie's had a, an issue with that I've had a I've had an issue with that um so both men and women find generally again, generally speaking, mm-hmm. assertiveness, attractive in a kisser. So remember when we talked about the one night stands? Yes. And I mentioned the up against the wall. Yes. That is the ultimate to I mean, me oh. in assertive kissing. And I will tell you another story about that. Um, I met this guy one night. I was just out for dinner by myself, kind of similar to your Spanish man story. I was just out for dinner and just having a glass of wine and a salad at a bar you know just sitting at the bar and this guy that at the time I didn't find particularly I mean he was fine but it wasn't like I was like oh my god he sat down next to me and we just started chatting and he was hilarious he's making me laugh and we were having a great time but again wasn't particularly attracted to him didn't think we're gonna you know nothing was gonna go anywhere and then when we left we're walking down the street and he literally turns to me and he says I'm gonna kiss you now and before I could even like respond yes he just grabbed me and gave me the best first kiss I've ever had and I was like I mean my breath was taken away best so here's what's funny about that so my best kiss story is similar it was someone I knew um and we were in a situation where I could tell there was like some some interest had grown. We'd known each other for a few years yeah. and some interest had grown. We didn't get to see each other very often. And we were with a group of people. Mm-hmm. And and we were, it was, um, I don't want to give away too much. Anyway, we were with a group of people and we were. Just the basics. Out walk, we were out <laughs> for, we were all walking from one bar to our next yeah. destination. Uh-huh. And he and I had kind of lagged back behind the group because mm-hmm. we were talking and very flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Like I could tell that there was a lot of flirtation, but, but nothing had ever happened. And then as the group that we were kind of lagging behind yeah. rounded the corner, yeah. this guy 
grabs me and pulls me in up and yeah. literally again pulls me in this little corner nook of a, the building we were next to up against the wall right and I mean we must have made out for half an hour in that little right. cranny and I'm telling you that was and and it was we didn't talk about it there was no right. it was just spontaneous and but my fucking po- hot and and the point I was making is I did not think I was attracted to this guy until he just was like, I'm going to kiss you. His kiss persuaded me. you. It, it was persuasive. Did. And I, it was super persuasive. And then we went to my car. And like your other story, we made out, probably not for three hours, but we made out in front of his apartment for a good long time. And we ended up seeing each other for like a year after that. And it was so, but it was the assertiveness that got to me. It was the confidence. It was like, I'm doing this now. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so right? I will tell you. So here's, here's another fun story. When you talk about assertiveness. Yeah. Um, after I got divorced where I was working, I was at a work trade show. And there was a guy that I just had the biggest crush on. Oh, my God. He was just, a, he is just adorable. And if he ever happens to listen to this, we are still social media friends. I would love if he listened. He and I, I have such a fondness for him. He's just one of my favorite people. Um, super attractive. Like one of the most attractive men I have ever met. And um, lives in a complete opposite part of the country. from Like could not be mm-hmm. farther away and still live in the same country. But we were at this... Um, we were at this event and neither one of us was married and we were just talking. We were having a drink and we were talking and, and he looks at me and he kind of, he had, he had kind of made a couple of comments about that he was interested. And I remember being kind of blown away because I felt like he was way out of my league, hmm. like way out of my league, really just a gorgeous, gorgeous guy. Um, very successful. Very Is he single. No, he is not oh, anymore. He's he's married. No, it's actually really his story is very sweet, and I'm actually thrilled for him. He and his wife had divorced, <laughs> and that's when I met him. And okay. they divorced because of a um, really difficult time that they'd gone through, where oh, one of their okay. kids was sick. And then after a couple of years, they reconciled, and they have the most beautiful family. And I just I couldn't be more happy for okay. him. But in anyway, this, in this moment, <laughs> yes, we were both single, and he was just smoking hot and just uh, hilarious. He's like one of those people that could make me laugh and render me speechless. And if you can render me speechless, (laughs) that's a gift. But we're standing in this bar and um, he says to me, he indicates that he was kind of attracted. And I was like, really? You know, you could kind of date anyone. And he's like, he just looks at me and D, he goes, Mm -hmm. I would kiss every single freckle. Now, for those of you who don't Stop. know me, I'm very freckly, so that's a lot of kissing. And I was like, well, we should go then because there's a lot, you know. And um, <laughs> did he? Did he? He, he, did he? he covered a lot of ground. Oh. I don't think he got all of them. There's a <laughs> lot of freckles. But we, oh my God, that was some great kissing. That sounds awesome. But But what was so unbelievably like attractive about that and the kiss that ensued was the assertiveness of it and That's the persuasiveness exactly. of it. Exactly. It's just, there's, there's something about that confidence, that assertiveness. Um, yeah. And I could c- continue on. Yes. But. 
So other elements of a good kiss, we talked about this before, touching, caressing, general physical contact. Like Mm -hmm. it's not just your lips and your tongue. You've got to involve the rest of your body. At least your hands and your arms and whatever. Um, I love it when someone kisses me and they run their fingers through my hair. I love that. Or like when they touch your face. I have crazy hair, but if so, like and you have great hair. Well, thank you, but it's super curly as you know. And so I work hard to like tame it, but if someone's kissing me and their fingers are just like or their hands are in my hair, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I I'm with you on that. Get about it. So one of the things that my friend Jonathan pointed out, it's Jeremy. Oh, you're right, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know who Jonathan is, but... Jeremy was my ex-husband. That's how I know. Oh, okay. Good memory. Not that Jeremy. I have it written down up here, but I'm like lost in like... Kissing land right now. Um, So he said that for the most part, women tend to prefer an initial closed mouth kiss with minimal saliva exchange. (laughs) This is getting really specific. Psychology, this was very anthropological I guess mm. soft moist lips are oh, preferred wow. over a drooling tongue down approach Ew. but you can build up Ew. to an open mouthed passionate intimate kiss now I don't know to me that stuff feels intuitive but I feel like there are people who need a little a little help so we're just well and that's help. what I'm wondering is I again I feel like there is some objectivity to it and I but but yet he's getting a little clinical like I don't it's psychology it's today what like is- he's breaking it down to like if you're not inherently a good kisser I think it'd be super intimidating to be like okay now okay I've got a closed mouth but oh I should open my mouth but not too much and now I'm gonna put my tongue in but not too much but like, it's so hard as a researcher to identify what about a kiss is objective and what's subjective and so he's just doing the best he can no and he's doing a great job I just feel like it's really intimidating it's so know, he talks kiss. about differences between men and women and what they like okay that's what I'd like to know so women Generally, now these are generalizations, people. Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking for every woman out there, but I'm speaking to what Dr. Jeremy said women like. Um, A good kiss is generally more important to women than to men. So, really? Yeah, men are like, "Eh, a kiss is a kiss. I guess the quality of it is less important to a man. But don't you think that it's because, in general, they're just looking at it as a prelude to to sex? I mean, is that. But we talked about that not always. I think. Often they are, but not always. Because I can see that if they are, the kissing would be kind of inconsequential. Cursory. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just move on. Whereas for us, we're like, they're just checking boxes to get to where it's at. To get to the box. (laughs) (laughs) They're checking other boxes. theme of the night i know the we box. talked a lot about boxes and it, it's not as gross <laughs> as it sounds is, okay okay continue i'm this is this is intriguing so I here's the other thing that. that so we talked about this earlier also women are less likely to kiss when they feel that their partner only wants sex as the outcome of the kiss hmm. so we talked about that earlier like mm. if if i feel like that's the only reason he's kissing me i'm probably going to be like Meh. but to go back to the, you know, your story of kissing with your ex or my story yeah. of that first date kiss. When yeah. when sex wasn't a part of it, that right. kissing was, I would have done She's that for unbelievable. days. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like so hot. Whereas men tend to be less picky with their kissing <laughs> partners, but they prefer more passionate kissing. So men prefer the open mouth, tongue included, wet kissing more than women. Right. Because then they're like sweet. 
Now yeah, let's I'm just in. Go. Yeah, literally, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. And um, they also like it when their partner makes pleasurable noises while kissing. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jeremy. <laughs> Ew. Oh, mm. so good. Mm. Those noises are hard to make when someone's <laughs> tongue is licking your esophagus. <laughs> FYI. Um, the sounds are more just gagging, and that's not sexy. I just want you to know that when I was doing those sounds, your dog ran over and started licking my arm. I know. She's like, oh, well, did you Are you? Did you need me? Yeah. No, Phoebe, that's not for you. Um, that's so interesting. So yeah. here's what he says okay. about when and how to kiss in three different scenarios. When. When and how. All the time. All the time. All the time. Or is, is that it? A question? So, oh, yes. The yes. first scenario is to prove yourself and to test a partner. Wait, to prove yourself? So it's it's that whole what? mate assessment thing that we talked about from the other one. Oh. So I'm proving myself as a good mate and I'm testing to see if you're a good so mate. So you're talking about when you first meet someone? Well, no, not like, hey, that guy <laughs> on the sidewalk looks cute. I'm going to go up and kiss him. <laughs> Why not? But like when you're first evaluating a, a partner, right? A, okay. a dating partner. Okay. Okay, so he's like, you should only, I, I just shoulded you, but you he's should su- all over me. He's suggesting only kissing for a few moments so that you leave them wanting more, well, that's but true. continue to touch, cuddle, and make eye contact. <laughs> Sorry, the fact that you just made eye contact with me was that weird. <laughs> Did I make it weird? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Was it weirder than my dog licking you while uh, we were talking about it? I don't know. It's kind of up there. But he says the first kiss isn't the time for heavy makeout sessions. Oh, well, then I've really screwed up I know. on many occasions. Dang it. Sorry, <laughs> Dr. Jeremy. <laughs> we probably shouldn't date. Mm. Um, so the second situation is to connect and bond. So this is more that long-term relationship. Right. We right. need to... Um, that 10 second kiss that we talked about earlier mm, and okay. all of that. So it's about making your partner feel loved and connected and noticed and is super important in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And he identifies bonding kisses um, are mechanically the same as the testing kisses we just talked about before, um, but can be lengthier or, sh- you know, he recommends you should make them lengthier. No. Um, but they're equally persuasive. And he's like, um, even if it's just a short kiss or like a peck on the forehead or whatever, sometimes those are just as persuasive depending on the nature of the relationship. Right. feels like it'd be like, like my dad kissing me on my forehead. But he said it's in particular, he said, um, these bonding kisses are really important after sex when you're in a relationship with someone To make sure that your partner feels loved and attended to so that they don't feel like, okay, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I think is what he's... So I will say that one of my favorite things that one of my partners has done is after sex, always kisses me kind of on the shoulder or on the back if he's behind... I don't know. If he's behind... Okay. I was like, okay, I'm just going to say that. If he's behind... Yes. And... It always feel felt so connecting. Like it's not just oh, just there's somebody. But I don't know. And maybe maybe he didn't mean anything by it. But I there was always like a sweet kiss on my shoulder or on my neck or my back that always made me feel very connected. And yeah. Well, and I will say in in relationships that I've had, my favorite kisses from I mean outside of the intimacy and the mm. makeout sessions are the kiss on the forehead 
Really? It's comforting. It makes me feel a little looked after in a way, sort of emotionally looked after. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I've had people... It makes me feel cared for. I've had people that I was not dating, but was very attracted to, and for one reason or other, you know, couldn't date or whatever, kissed me on the forehead, but there was like something very cool about that. Like I did, it's, comforting. it's comforting, and it and it kind of just sort of warms my heart yeah. in a way. Yeah, if it's the right, like it would I get be, it. it could be weird, but I've not had that. I've just had. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. I've just, I just remember it in circumstances where you know, like you're hugging someone that you care very much about, mm-hmm. and they lean and they down and they give you a little kiss on the forehead, yeah. and there's something just really sweet connecting. Yes, about that. And when you talk sweet. about emotional connection, mm-hmm. that's a physical expression of an emotional connection. Oh, I like that. Thank you. That was really I coined that phrase. <laughs> you just you just segued from our last podcast into this one. It all ties Props. together, Dion. I know, it always does. It's a it's a web <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> so the other one, this will be shocking, arousing and seducing. That's mm-hmm. when you should kiss someone. Um mm-hmm. so do yeah. I need to go into any detail on that? Um, I think we're good. I feel like we I got that. Okay. That. Um can we talk about pressure? Yeah. Pressure, not emotional pressure, but like physical pressure. Oh, like yeah, like how like how much pressure do you like in a kiss? Because I think that's are you talking of, lip pressure, tongue pressure, both? Both, like physical, like body pressure. Oh, uh, more. I was thinking more like the mouth area. So, okay. I've had people kiss me that, like it, they're like featherweight kisses, and is it, okay. like it's the equivalent of a limp handshake. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Ugh. but does that go back to the whole we find assertiveness attractive? And maybe, if your kiss maybe. is too light, yeah, then it's not showing an appropriate amount of assertiveness. And I think that's what it is, because the it's too tentative. Person I'm thinking of, the sex was great, very assertive, but the kissing, like, which doesn't correlate. I know, I know. But then I think about this person, and I don't think this person had a ton of self confidence. So I think that kind of played into it. But other situations, like I'm just thinking of like someone who's just like, like, like the dead fish. Yeah. But then is there such a thing as too much, like too much aggression? Yes. Okay. Where someone's like mashing their lips to yours yeah. and it's uncomfortable and, and like, it hurts. I'm sorry. Like, Ouch. Or yeah. your teeth click because <laughs> like, have you experienced that? Yes. <laughs> so I think there's, there's extremes on either end. Yeah. Right. So that's an objective measurement pressure but do you wonder if there's a okay if we all have a match out there is there some other limp noodle kisser that would be a good match for your limp noodle kisser (laughs) maybe i can pass that person off to that person Um, can i introduce you but then how would you know like you'd have to like kiss all the people then i have to kiss all the girls to see if they yeah no it's just that's a lot of work a lot of chapstick becomes involved and yeah, and then there's the whole dry lip thing. I mean, speaking of chapstick, that's another thing. Um, one other thing I was thinking about, too, one of the websites was talking about don't take yourself too seriously. Kissing and should I, be fun. I thought that was funny. I remember kissing my ex once, and it was actually hilarious. Like, I was getting out of his car, and we went to kiss each other, and we both had our glasses on, and we literally smashed our glasses together, and we both just burst out laughing because I'm like, oh, 
That was the nerdiest kiss ever. But what? it was so funny. It was Have so you ever cute. had the one where like you're both wearing baseball caps and you're like, yes, how do you turn yes, your head yes, just the right yes. way? And but then you laugh about it, right? But you have to laugh you about that. You have to laugh yeah. about it. Like even if you don't really know the person that well, you're like, okay, that was hilarious. Because that it's happened bonding. like my, my, the last relationship I had, he and I would go, we did a lot of fun things together. We'd go, you know, watch football games mm-hmm. or go do whatever. We had a lot of fun. And there were a couple of times where we both had ball caps yes. on and then he would just be like, oh yeah, my God, and right. like knock my ball he, cap right. back so that... And one of you just has to take yours off at that point, right? Or like yeah. duck under it kind of? I, I mean, there's lots know. of different like, ways to it, but it's hilarious either way. But the like, kissing can awesome. be so funny and yeah. so fun. Well, and when you were talking about like the, your truth or dare, I was thinking about an eighth grade. I had braces. It was spin the bottle. Thank you or very whatever. much. Or <laughs> whatever. Sure. Did your braces get locked with someone? Because that happens in <laughs> 80s rom-com movies all the time. I was so paranoid about ever kissing anyone else with braces, so I just didn't. I only kiss people without braces, but I still felt like a total dork when I would go to kiss someone. I'm like, uh-oh. And I would like pull my lips down over my braces because I just felt so stupid with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Like- but I never had braces, so like I I'm making for those of you who aren't watching, <laughs> which is all of you, um, I'm making a face where I'm pulling like my lips pulling down. Your lips down but that's what I did. And also, when you have braces, you're paranoid that you have food in your teeth all the time. Always paranoid. Am I right, kids that had braces in the 80s? Because nowadays they have Invisalign. They don't even deal with that shit. But back in the 80s, oh, Libby, had, my daughter had. Oh, she did. Straight up metal braces. She had metal braces. Oh but yeah. Like kids now. And Xander need them mostly, but mostly they don't need more. They have like clearer. They don't have to deal with the silver metal mouths. I'm surprised your daughter did. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it sucks. It sucks. She can attest. And then you like add rubber bands. Anyway, don't even get me started on that. But like you 80s kids, I know you're relating right now. So kissing other kids with braces, I was terrified of meshing braces together. So I just didn't. But still, like just kissing anyone with braces was awkward. I don't think I ever kissed anyone with braces. Like I'm thinking back going. Consider yourself lucky. Did I ever kiss so uh, let's let's be honest in high school <laughs> did you, you didn't kiss anyone I I mean you weren't a kisser I mean you weren't like a dater I was so awkward in mm. high school I was a nerd I um I don't believe that oh sister <laughs> I was not cool um really no I've never seen pictures of you in high school I bet you were super there's a reason <laughs> um and and it's funny I have a lot of high school friends who do listen to this so I'd be curious to get their input. I want to know so Tell like me. Sarah what's funny is you met Sarah yeah. and she and I have completely opposite views of each other from high of school course. where she thinks she was a big nerd and of like course. you were so cool you of were course. a cheerleader and I think about to myself and I go oh my god I was such a nerd and I was the girl that was friends with all the guys and they would always be like hey can you introduce me to that girl right so um the thing about us in high school we all thought everybody else had it together and we were the only ones who didn't and the truth is nobody has it together in high school we're all a bunch of uh, freaks and it's funny how long it sticks with you because 30 plus years later I'm still like worried about what people thought about me in high school which is stupid and not that I care about what they thought about me but I have a perception of myself I know we all have that like if you were overweight you always think of yourself as the fat kid right like you're like you have your inner fat kid I was such a nerd I had these big glasses and these horrible buck teeth and braces and those of you who knew me in elementary junior high and high school know this is true and then now whenever I wear my glasses even though they're fashionable now and they're cute I still feel like that nerd I go back to my inner nerd so I get it like, I was skinny and scrawny, <laughs> like, horribly lanky. Oh, my gosh. I was ridiculous. 
So no, I get it. But (laughs) so, I mean, I did have my first kisses in high school and some of them were great. I have, I have some fond memories, but, um, I wasn't like that girl that the guys Mm. all wanted to date. I was, I was a dork. I was very insecure about myself and, and, Okay. I mean, probably still am to I think this we day. All, I think we all were I probably, to I still am to, to this day. I don't remember where I was going with that, why high school came up. But. <laughs> because we're talking about kissing with braces and glasses. Right. And oh, like, so I, but I, I'm like thinking back, I'm like, yeah. I don't think even in high school, the few boys that I did kiss, I don't think any of them had braces. How old were you when you had your first kiss? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, if you count the spin the bottle with the guy who kind of bit my lip, well, that was I was fifteen. I want to say first, your like, first real kiss was, I was someone you liked. Sixteen, okay, sweet sixteen. Oh, and had been kissed. Cute. Wait, hold on. Oh, hold oh, on. Oh, 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 hold on. Oh. So my sister is a couple years older than me, and our parents used to leave almost every weekend because they had property out of out of town, and both of us had jobs, and so. I think when I was, I may have been 15, because I think when I was 15, she had a party, and it was the first time I ever drank, and I had some (gasps) California coolers. (laughs) I had one, and I was, the room was spinning. (laughs) Look at you now. (laughs) And actually, the first person I made out with, (laughs) I'm not going to say his name out loud, because. You totally should. No, I'm not going to. But do you remember from the 80s, um, like the Breakfast Club and Pretty uh, in Pink? Do I remember? I'm a John Hughes freak. Of course so I remember. So you remember there was this guy, and I don't remember the actor's name, but he was this I do. skinny, red-haired. Anthony Michael No, 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 Hall. no, 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 no. What? The guy that played the bully that like, in whatever the one movie was where he put his pubes on somebody's pizza and he was going to make the kid eat it and then the, the big, cool... Um, what? It was this scrawny, mean-looking, red-haired, and I can say that as a ginger kid um who was kind of a bully okay that's not a john hughes movie though i'm just trying to remember i promise you but anyway it's someone someone somewhere if you remember it please post tell me what movie that was (laughs) um but there was this this guy who was scrawny and ginger and and freckly and whatever no 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 um and he was a year older than me and Oh, he this and is I'm, a real person. Yeah, but okay. it—I mean—he reminded me of that actor because he was skinny and ginger okay. and freckly. And and she's all that. Maybe that that's was it. Not a John Hughes flick, and that was from the '90s. Okay, well, forgive me. This it <laughs> when the pubic hair of a redheaded male or female exceeds. The, okay, anyway, that's yeah. There's a. It's a thing. Pubes on pizza. Go on. That's so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. Anyway, those of you who've seen that movie can picture the actor who put the pubes (laughs) on the pizza, and that's kind of what the guy I made out with at a party my sister had. That's kind of what he looked like. Oh, okay. It sounds super cool. It was not romantic. (laughs) Okay, do you want to know my first kiss? Yes. And um, I was 14, and I was, quote, dating, and... I have a really good friend in Colorado, Kim, who listens to our podcast. Hi, and Kim. She will, Kim's awesome, and she will know. She's a ginger, also. She will know exactly who I'm ginger talking power. about. Um, there was a super cool senior. He was 18. He was new at the school, and everybody thought he was super hot. And for some weird reason, he went after me, a little freshman. 
Because you're so cute. I was not super. I still had braces. I had super frizzy hair, and this was 1987. So you know, you can hey, frizzy hair was in in the 80s. <laughs> like the bigger, the better. <laughs> oh, I. You're right. You're Have right. you I, seen Working Girl? <laughs> You're so right. My hair was all in then. Yes. And so we, quote, dated for like a month. And he was my first kiss. And I think we went to this movie that was on campus. And we basically started making out. And then we went outside. And we made out for, I don't know, like an hour. And I just thought I was in heaven because I was 14 and he was 18. And also, he took me to my very first concert ever, which was U2 Joshua Tree Tour. Can you even? I know. I love. It doesn't get any more eighties than that. It doesn't get any. Doesn't get any better than being able to say that was my first concert, and he took me to that concert. So that was my first kiss, really. That you know, I my had. first concert. And it was amazing. I took my little sisters to see Raffi. Who? Yeah, he sings children's songs. It was not glamorous. <laughs> oh, is that way who? <laughs> he sings Baby Beluga. I don't even know what that I'm is. I'm not going to sing it for you, but I'm just saying I'm not cool. And well, no. <laughs> my first concert was with my little sisters. That was so sweet of you. That just says you're a much nicer person than my I. My aunt took, like, I, would never like have I was, taken my sister I was quote unquote, taking my sisters, and my aunt was our chaperone. Oh. So, um, so that she didn't take credit for taking them, even though I'm sure I didn't pay for anything because I was like 14 and didn't have any money and <laughs> whatever. But yeah, my first concert was not nearly as cool as you two. I, I will say I, whenever people start talking about their first concerts, I always just sit back and I'm like, I kind of have the coolest one. And then I went to the revival or whatever, like the, when they came back and did the Joshua Tree tour like three years ago, I went again because I was like, this was my first concert. Anyway, that was, yes, that was my first kiss with that guy and he was I don't know. Where is he now? I don't know where he is. But anyway, so cheers We to should that. do an mm. episode on where is he now, oh. where we like cyber stalk <laughs> people that we want to know what happened to them and we talk about it on the air. Who would like to hear that? Who would like to hear that? And you know what? You guys can tell us who you want us to find and we'll find your people for you. Oh my God. Let's, you know what? Let's like once every, I don't know, three or four episodes do one where we hunt down someone just as like a little segment. Yeah. For, for someone, someone else. Yeah. I love that. And, wouldn't that be yeah, fun? And find okay. Out who they are and what they're doing and maybe try to interview them. <laughs> oh my God. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Y'all. Y'all. All y'all. <laughs> if you have someone you want us to track down mm. anonymously for you, we would do that. And we'll we that. would record it and we would air it and it would be funny as hell. Yeah. So if you guys have someone you want us to find, we'll be your stalkers. All right. So we're long time. Cheers. Talk okay. About so this is our next episode. This has been a long one. Um, so really? before, well, not as long as last time, but we're up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we leave the topic of kissing. Yes. Thoughts, takeaways, what resonates mm. with you, Dee? Um, what resonates with me is that there are objective criteria when it comes to good kissing. Um, however, there is someone for everyone, and you can find someone whose kissing style matches your own. I mean, that's I kind like of... That. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like so, that. so don't despair. <laughs> so my takeaway is takeaway? I haven't kissed anyone in a really long time, and I kind of want to. That's my takeaway. Oh. It's been a bit. Because I haven't really been dating. Who wants to kiss Jackie? Someone come kiss that Jackie. That could be awkward because <laughs> what are Jack, they going to do? Jackie needs to be kissed. No, I want that. I want that. You want that passion. I want that kiss. Yeah, I know. Like Prince said. K. 
kiss. Kim, this is also for you. Kim also loves Prince. Well, who doesn't love Prince? Yeah, but Kim really loves Prince. Well, like, I mean, I, I think Prince is a great artist, but like Kim loves Prince. Kim, this is your episode. Yes. Um, you know what? And and to all of our listeners, we blow you a big old Mwah! kiss. So before we leave this this recording, let's talk really quickly <gasps> next about week, next, episode. next episode. I know we say next week. We, we might have to move to a weekly. I don't know. We have <laughs> so like much we ground have to cover. so much. I know. So next <gasps> up is the one that got away, right? Yes. And we're calling it Hard Habit to Break. I love that song, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Who I doesn't love, love Chicago? Chicago. Oh, Peter ah! Cetera. Oh, who doesn't? Mm, oh I'm getting chills thinking about Chicago. So we have a great guest. Our friend Steve will be joining oh, us for so that. Excited. Unless he wants a pseudonym, and then I'll have to edit that out. <laughs> Can you get with him before I post this? I don't think so. Steve, it's all you, buddy. But we're super excited about that. I have some thoughts on that one. Mm. Um, I think that'll be a good one. Um, And I think I'll do a survey. I I think we should find out who has people that got away. And those are the people we can stalk. We can stalk. We can stalk the ones your that ones got away. That got away. <laughs> we can. Um, Thanks so, for being with us, you guys. That'll be fun. Yeah. Thank you all. We just really, really, really love you all. We appreciate the listening. We would love it if you would continue to share our podcast with your network. Don't feel free. Just do it. I mean, you can feel free. <laughs> no, just But just do fucking it. do it. <laughs> But please share us out. We we do really want to grow this. I think there's a lot that people connect with. I listened um, to our last, not this one that just came out, but the one on One Night Stands while I was out of town with a coworker in uh-huh. another state. And uh-huh. she's like, oh my God. And totally resonated with her and is sharing it with her network. Yay. So we just have to get the word out. And, we do. And so that's, a, that's we like, rely on you men, guys. Men, women, gay, straight, bring them all. Queer. LGBTQ plus plus all of y'all um, and all y'all all y'all that's all we need to say that's all we need to say everyone we, we love just, you guys we love you thank you for listening we will catch you on the next one have a great night bye bye, bye.